Tonight I want to preach on getting out, getting out. And sometimes you think when getting out is getting out of the house, <laughs> going to the pool or going for a coffee or something. Yeah, and that's the good kind of getting out. But uh, this is kind of a good time of getting out as well. But um, I want to um, just deal with a few situations here and just bring an encouragement. There may be situations in your life or relationships or things that may be difficult or challenging that you really want to get out of but you don't know how, okay? And sometimes it can be something that's beyond our control, other times it can be something internal, it can be old habits that we have, it can be ways of thinking that we have, it could be emotions that rule or control us. There may be many things going on in our lives and if you're anything like me and you're human, there's something that you kind of want to get out of. Okay, some people it's a work situation, some people it's a family thing, and most of the time we will try and do it our way. <laughs> we try and get out of it our way. Sometimes our way of getting out of something is to actually deny it. We deny it. It's like, no, it's not really happening, it's not that bad. Other times we try to ignore it. We try to ignore it, we busy ourselves with other things and we try to ignore it. Sometimes we'll get really hands-on or really involved and we try and fix it. And uh, sometimes we try and compromise and do things that we know we shouldn't do or say things we shouldn't do or enter into situations or sometimes we just give up. And a lot of these things that we try to do ourselves actually can make it worse. Instead of getting out of something, we just dip deeper and deeper into it. It's like quicksand. The more you try and pull yourself out of it, the more you get sucked into it. And you find you can't get out. Anyway, I was thinking about this during the week, and I was thinking, you know, we're always trying our way, but, you know, sometimes God just wants to do it his way. He wants to let us just let him do what he does. And I was thinking of this passage in, in uh, the book of Acts and Herod was uh, wanting to destroy the church at this time. This is the early days of the church and Peter has just been put into prison. James has been beheaded. He was the head of the church. James and Peter are leaders in the church at that time. And it's the early days and so they're trying to stop the church. And the Jew, the religious Jews were trying to stop it. And Peter's been thrown into prison. He was kept in the prison. It's Passover, or what we call Easter time. It was Passover. And so Herod didn't want to behead him at the time because he wouldn't be very popular. He was going to wait until after Passover. So he put him in the prison. But it says this, But constant prayer was offered to God for him, for Peter, by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping. <laughs> wow. If you knew that you were probably going to be killed the next day, would you be sleeping? <laughs> probably not. But he had enough faith in God or he had enough peace with God that he was able to lie down and sleep. I don't know. Men seem to be able to sleep better than women too. I don't know if that's a thing, but anyway, that night Peter was in prison and he was asleep. He was bound with two chains between two soldiers. 
So there was a chain from the wall to his legs, okay? There was two soldiers, two chains, and two guards before the door were keeping the prison. So there's guard posts, there's chains, there's guard, there's high security. It's like maximum security for him. Why? Because Herod didn't want him getting out, didn't want him escaping at all. He wanted to deal with this man. This is what happens, okay? So is Peter going to get out here? It doesn't look like it. There's nothing he can do. But it says this, Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and the light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on his side and raised him up, like, wake up, saying, arise quickly. In other words, get up, we're getting out of here. <laughs> and the chains fell off his hands. Wow, amazing, amazing. He's there thinking, I'm not going to get out of this, unless God does something, probably. He was thinking that. And then suddenly an angel comes and says, come on, Peter, we're getting out of here. Chains fall off. And the angel says this, gird yourself, put on your sandals, I get ready, we're out of here. And so he did. And he said to him, put on your garment and follow me. Wow. Come on, guy, we're out of here. We're going to get out of this impossible situation. You know, when God moves, he moves. Sometimes there's nothing we can do. So you might as well just go to sleep and let God do what he wants to do. And so the angel of the Lord comes in there, says, we are out of here. And when they were past the first and the second guard posts, so they twist straight past the guards. Chains fell off straight past the guards. What, were they blinded or something? Were they just totally paralysed? Who knows? They came to the iron gate that leads to the city, so the prison gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. So they're coming towards the gate. <laughs> the gate just opens. Nobody's there. In fact, the guards were supposed to be guarding it. Nobody's guarding it now. It just opens of its own accord. Of course, the Lord made it open. And they went out and went down one street, around the corner, and immediately the angel departed from him. He was there. He did his job. He got him out. And that was it. Peter was out. Peter was free. Okay. So it says, when Peter had come to himself, it's like, whoa, did that really just happen? Because he thought he was dreaming or having a vision. Wow, did that happen? He said, now I know for certain, I thought, I thought God was going to do something. I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel. He knew something was going to happen, I guess. He had faith. And he's delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. They all wanted him gone. He was a bother. He was a problem. These church people, they're a problem. Get rid of them. Didn't work. God said, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm going to get him out of this prison. I love that story. 
So sometimes God sends supernatural help to get us out of situations. And he does it. He moves. He does it. Other times, when God wants to do something, he says, I want you to move. I want you to do something. And so in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, way back at the beginning of the Bible, Abram, God spoke to him. It says, the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country. In other words, get out of here. Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. He didn't give him any other directions apart from that right then. He didn't say, you're going to go there. It's 20 miles away or 100 miles away. He didn't say that. He said, just move. Just move. And sometimes that's what God wants us to do. Take the first step. And as we do that, then he begins to direct. Okay? Take that step of faith. But he said, get out of your country and away from your family. You know, does that sound harsh? Well, actually, the problem was they were all into idolatry. They were in a really bad, bad way. And he wanted to get Abram out of there and use him for his purposes. And sometimes God does that. He says, I want to get you out of here, out of your country, out of your family situation right now, and I want to do something great in you and through you. And so he will give direction, but we have to move. In the prison, he made the move. But sometimes we have to make the move. Get out of unhealthy situations. Get out of idolatrous situations, unhealthy relationships. Okay? We know we should sometimes, but will we make that first step? And obviously, Abram did. And it says it was accounted to him as righteousness because of his faith, because he honoured the Lord with his obedience. Okay? Most times we have to do something. Not every day that God sends an angel to get us out of our situations. Most of the time we have to do something about it. We have to get out of our unbelief by choosing to believe. We have to get out of our doubts and situations by choosing to pray or choosing to believe the word of God. We have to get out of our bitterness. We have to get out of our unforgiveness sometimes by choosing to believe. We have to get out of our stinginess and our fear by choosing to give. So all these things are about the choices that we make. A lot of the situations we are in, we can get out of by making the right choice. Amen? So sometimes God moves. Sometimes he gets us to move or to do something. And then other times he will send people to help us, to get us out of situations. The Bible is full of examples of people helping other people. People helping other people. David came and slew Goliath to help the nation of Israel when they were being um, challenged by the Philistines. Rahab, the prostitute, helped the people of God, the two spies. She protected and saved them. 
and then later God protected and saved her family, got her out of an impossible situation, got her out of a really bad, bad place. The disciples, the apostles, many times they were rescuing each other. They were letting each other out down windows and down walls and praying for each other and all kinds of situations, getting them out of trouble, getting them out of bad situations. So getting out is a good thing, but sometimes we can get out of a situation without even knowing that it's going to happen. And the next passage is, I love this passage of scripture. Sometimes getting out is just about being in the right place at the right time. So Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. So for 18 years, she has been crippled. She was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. Okay, so this woman has a spirit of infirmity. She's bent over like this for 18 years. It's a terrible thing, terrible thing. But she was faithful. She was in the house of the Lord. She loved the Lord. And she'd probably been coming here for years and years and years with the same ailment. Was she angry at God? Was she bitter? I guess not, because she was in the house of the Lord. So she had a level of faith. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately, she was made straight and glorified God. Immediately. It didn't just happen like, no, immediately. She was made straight. How awesome is that? She got out of that situation. Not through anything she did, apart from be in the house of the Lord, be in the right place at the right time, not knowing that it was going to happen. She may have thought this could be forever. But with God, when he intervenes, he intervenes. You know, you can have something wrong with you and the doctors say there's no cure. You can't fix this. You know, doctors said to me, you know what, you can't be healed of asthma. God healed me of asthma. I was on medication, four medications. I was fearing for my life many times. I was in the emergency room. I was in ambulances. I was there. And God, he didn't do the immediate one. He did it over a period of time. And I'm healed. I'm healed. Why? Because God wanted to get me out of that. He wanted to get me out of it. And whatever you're in, God can get you out of that too. It can be through something he does, it can be through something he wants you to do, it can be just being in the right place at the right time, like this little lady here. After 18 years, suddenly, everything's changed. She was out of her prison. She was out of her prison. God is amazing. God is amazing. 
So getting out, you know, sometimes the way out is the way through. The way out is the way through. And a couple of passages we've got here is in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. If you want to get out of a situation, get the right leader, get the right shepherd, get the one in your life who will show you the way. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In other words, there will be no lack in my life. If you want to get out of poverty, you want to get out of lack, get the Lord in your life. He makes me to lie down. Oh yeah, in green pastures, relax. He leads me beside the still waters. Oh, so peaceful. He restores my soul. I was anxious, I was fearful, I was worried all the time, I was concerned, I was afraid of the future. But he just brought the peace, the stillness, quiet, I don't lack anything. He's restored my soul. What else? Yay. Though I walk through the valley, of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I love that. I walk through. I'm not stuck in this place. I'm going to get out of here. I am walking through. I'm going through the valley. It's a low place. The valley of the shadow of death. It's not death, it's a shadow. I'm not gonna be afraid. You don't have to be afraid of death. Don't be afraid of shadows. Don't be afraid of evil. I fear no evil because God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. The word of God and the Holy Spirit, they comfort me. I don't have to worry or be afraid of anything, not even those shadows. Don't have to be afraid. And then this last one. Isaiah, I love this. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. The Lord spoke this to his people. I have redeemed you. I've called you by your name. You're not just a nobody. You're not just a number. I've called you by your name. He knows us by name. You are mine. You're mine. When you pass through... Okay, you're not going to get stuck there. You're going to get out. You're going to pass through the waters. I'll be with you. You're not going to drown. You're not going to go under. You're not going to drown. And through the rivers. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. You're not going to drown, you're not going to burn, you're not going to go under. You're going to get out. Nor shall the flame scorch you, for I am the Lord, your God. I'm in control. Not the situation, not your emotions, not your fears, no one else. I am in control. I am your God and you are mine. It's going to be okay. You're going to get out of here you're going to get out of this situation. You know, whatever you're going through, 
whatever you might find yourself in, Jesus is the way. He's the way out. He's the way out. He's the one who gets us out of our sin. The one who gets us out of the dark places. The one who gets us out of our shame. The one who gets us out of our troubles and difficulties. He's the one who extended his hand. God so loved that he gave Jesus. Jesus so loved us, he gave himself to get us out and then get us in to the kingdom. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for your awesome word. Lord, we thank you that whatever we may be facing, whatever we feel like we're stuck in, that you are the one who will get us out. You are the one who will help us. You'll help us to believe if we need to believe. You'll help us to forgive if we need to forgive. You'll help us to keep going if we want to give up. You'll help us to succeed even though we think we might fail. Thank you, Lord, that we are not alone in this journey of life. That you will get us, even get us out of here, this earthly place, into eternity with you in your timing and in your way. We thank you, Lord, that we don't have to fear anyone or anything. Thank you that you move, that you help us to move, that you move others to help us, and that we would be at the right place and the right time. Get out of what we need to get out of. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, God bless you. Have an awesome week. If anyone needs prayer, I want to pray with you. Take care out there. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. Amen. God bless you.